This is Mike Bassett, and welcome to another edition of our Light Roast series. I want to start today's episode with a simple but deadly serious reminder to folks of all stripes. This Sunday, May 9th, is Mother's Day, which means that as of this release date, you've got exactly two days to make sure the flowers are ordered, the brunch spot is reserved, or the at-home meal is planned and prepared. Use your time accordingly. Now, I get how it could seem strange that a show about life, leadership, and law would choose to do a Mother's Day feature. But at the same time, I can't think of a more obvious set of individuals that exemplify the qualities this show aims to highlight better than moms. Life. Moms not only create it, they help all of us move through it. Leadership. Moms both practice it and instill it. And as for the last one, well, anyone from somewhere south of Oklahoma knows how moms can lay down the law. As for myself, Mother's Day means a lot of different things. Over the course of my nearly 60 years, I've been lucky enough to have three moms. My birth mother, my adopted mom, and my mother-in-law, Frances. Every one of these individuals looks different from one another, so I want to start with the one I'm still fortunate enough to have in real time, and that's my relationship with Frances, Liz's mom. I honestly hesitate to use the term mother-in-law because of all of the negative stereotypical weight that it carries. And if you're pretending not to know what I mean, I'll give you a free pass, this time. I met Frances almost 40 years ago, a lanky kid who worked with my wife's brother at Wienerschnitzel. And true to her mom level of memory keeping, there is a very flattering, perhaps, photo of me in a pair of running shorts that still hangs in the hallway of their El Paso home from one of my first dates with Liz. At that point in my young adult life, I'd already done the mental dance of having two moms, but Frances took me under her wing before I could even think twice, and it blew me away. Having met Liz and stolen a kiss or two, I should have known Frances was going to keep me honest and well-fed. But as a young man on the beige couch, I was honestly intimidated by how tight of a ship she ran. To give listeners an idea of what I mean, taking Liz out on a weekend was never an issue, as long as we had been to Mass on Saturday night. And Francis knew who to call to verify that information. Liz and I have been married for almost 39 years, and for the record, Mom, We've been attending Mass regularly via Zoom during the pandemic, every single week. I'm not sure how you wink at somebody over a podcast, but I think she gets it. Now, as I sit here, I know that there is a lot to unpack when it comes to the other woman that raised me, and there's nothing easy about it. Some listeners might have caught on to the phrase birth mother, and that's because until I was nine years old, I existed between two worlds, one where my birth mother tried her hardest to provide stability, and another where Jean, my adopted mom, would come to pick me up when my birth mother couldn't be there for me. My birth mother suffered from bipolar disorder, a sometimes debilitating mood disorder that has affected some of the greatest minds the world has ever known, including Winston Churchill, 
Virginia Woolf, Vincent van Gogh, Ernest Hemingway, and the list could go on and on. When I was nine, two of my mom's closest friends, Herbie and Jean, adopted me. My mom was too sick to take care of me, and she knew it. I never doubted for a moment that my birth mother loved me, and though it took me a while to wrap my head around it, I see now that asking Herbie and Jean for their help was the most loving and probably most painful decision any mother could have to make. And I'm so lucky that every single morning, I still get to see my mom at her most poised and beautiful self in a life-size portrait that hangs in the hallway to our bedroom. When I think of Jean, the first thing I picture is her hands. You'd never see something so strong yet effortlessly elegant. She was an artist, mostly a painter, who was bohemian in every sense of the word. She knew how to throw the hippest cocktail parties and where to find the best tamales in El Paso. And well after raising four kids with Herbie, my youngest sibling was 20 at the time, she took me in and took on the role of motherhood once again. Jean was also an amazing conversationalist, hence the cocktail parties. But as I grew older, I realized it wasn't that she was just good at asking questions. It was the questions she chose to ask that made her the woman she was. Her curiosity and creativity made her an empath, and people flocked to her because of it. Case in point, my birth mother. I'm sure listeners have heard a little bit of their own moms in all of these stories I've just shared, and as far as I can tell, there's a pretty good reason that's not just coincidence. You see, I'm fortunate enough to be the father of two boys, now both in their 30s, and as much fun as it was figuring out who threw smoke bombs in the pool, one of the biggest gifts I was given as their father has been watching Liz be their mother. Any man who has gotten to witness this knows what I mean when I say it is almost timeless in its comfort. It's like proof the universe is really working. Now, we live in the information age, and there is no shortage of parenting advice. But I'm going to put it to you, listener, that the reason we even have such strong cultural debates around motherhood is because at the end of the day, we're engaging with the most sacred relationship life has to offer, the love between a mother and a child. Find me a mom without an opinion on that subject, and I will turn over the keys to my law firm. One of the nice things about Mother's Day, always being on a Sunday, at least for me, is that the Catholic Church always uses the Mass to celebrate this day. And at every church I've ever sat in during a Mother's Day Sunday, there is always a blessing said specifically for the moms near the end of the service. But one of the things I noticed early on in my journey through Catholicism is that it wasn't just the moms who were asked to stand up. Instead, the priest asked moms, grandmothers, aunts, sisters, or anyone else who has served in the capacity of motherhood to stand and receive a blessing. That phrase, the capacity of motherhood, is one that has really gotten me thinking about this past year. And frankly, I'm bewildered and in awe if I dwell on it too long. Any person who has at least one of their five senses can tell you that the burden of the pandemic fell heavier on the shoulders of moms, much, much heavier. 
And to be clear, it's not that moms weren't already filling the multiple roles they find themselves asked to fill. It's that they were asked to do everything they'd been doing times a thousand. And while I think we could do a lot more to help the moms in our lives, it doesn't surprise me for a moment that all of them rose to the challenge with the same grace and poise I see in that oil painting in my hallway. The 19th century American writer Oliver Wendell Holmes once wrote, Youth fades, love droops, the leaves of friendship fall, and a mother's secret hope outlives them all. Before him, the 13th century Persian poet Rumi once wrote that, We are born of love. Love is our mother. And in ancient cultures through history, our planet, the place that allows us to exist, has been framed in the image of motherhood. I'm no authority on motherhood, and I'm certainly far from a poet, but I would like to leave you with this thought. You're able to listen to this podcast, to hear the words coming out of my mouth, because a mom put in the work. Whether that's the moms that raised me so I could be here speaking, or the mom who carried you inside herself to bring you to life. The world was built on moms. So this Mother's Day, maybe it's time to give mom the world. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. This is Mike Bassett be easy. Legal Grounds was written, recorded, and produced by Dust Devil Press. To learn more about today's guest and for links to the topics and materials discussed, please check out our show notes. For more information on Mike Bassett, visit thebassettfirm.com. Questions, topic ideas, and guest suggestions can be emailed to legalgrounds at thebassettfirm.com. Legal Grounds.